Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe and I'm Georgia and we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations, tips and tricks, products we love and brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So welcome to this Friday's episode of the podcast. If you are in a January money hole, like myself (laughs) and Georgia, (laughs) the post-Christmas pinch, then you've come to the right podcast. Um, Today's guest, one absolute legend when it comes to money. I didn't think I was going to be saying that today. Uh, Money Mum, sharing tips to help you save money. She's a fabulous magazine columnist. Um, She's also got a huge online following. She's got her brand new book, which is out. It is called Save Yourself Happy. Today we are speaking to Gemma Bird. Hi girls, all right? I really want to know how you got into this. Like how, how did have you always been good with money? Because yes. I don't know about you, but so I'm terrible. terrible. We're both Are terrible. You? Well, she yeah. spends £2.95 on a um, can of um like chopped tomatoes. So that will tell you everything you need yeah. to know. Oh about my gosh, <laughs> that is so bad. <laughs> what? Not anymore. Not well. Mm, I did win a Cardo's top, <laughs> top tin tomato shopper in Essex on a Cardo. So uh, maybe I'm going to add that to my Instagram bio. Gemma, tell us. You should. Um, so, yeah, so basically I've always saved money from as early as I can remember from, I remember sort of age seven, you know, like walking to school, looking for pennies to find on the floor. Because obviously it was all cash back then, being 40, the world's changed, I know, but you could always find like pennies and pounds. And sometimes I found a pound coin. And I remember I'd go home and I had like this Kenko coffee jar and I used to literally come home and I like, put all the pennies in that and then like write them on and then as I got a bit older, it was always like trying to do Saturday jobs and washing people's cars or doing anything I could to earn extra cash, basically. And I remember when I got to a certain age um, in my teens, my dad said to me, okay, well, you can have an allowance. And I remember the first week, like I went out, spent it all like chocolates, crisps, you know, took basically. And I went to my dad and said, oh, I want to go to the cinema on Friday with my friend Jennifer. And he went, right, okay. So we can have some money. And he went, no, you've had your like five pounds for the week, whatever it was back then. You're not having any more. You can't go to your boss when you run out of money and say, oh, sorry, I, I want I want some more money. It doesn't work like that, life. So straight away, that's my earliest memory from being like, wow, money runs out. And to replace it, you've got to work or you've got to wait for your next payday. And it's just a line that's stuck with me forever, really. Um, so basically, I remember the next week, I was like, right, well, if I want to go to the cinema and have a chocolate bar, for example, I need to save up two weeks allowance to do that. And I need to wash some cars and 
So that's sort of the earliest memory I can have. And then I just got sort of so good with saving money. I remember my dad saying to me, whatever you save for your first car will match. When I was 18, I was going to get a car because obviously you have years driving lesson. So I saved up £7,000. And I remember when I told my dad, he was like, "God, what? What? £7,000? I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, I was thinking you'd save about 300 quid. He's like, well, I'm not matching that. I haven't got the money to match that, Gemma. I'm like, oh, brilliant. I remember thinking, this is not very good, is it? So he didn't definitely do that one with me when I said I was a save for a house. He was like, absolutely no way am I going to enter that that competition with you. So I was just always being really, really, really driven. And I've never, and I always want to like make this really clear, never earned loads and loads of money. I'm dyslexic. I've never been like amazingly clever at school. I've never had a high powered job. I've always looked at my friends around me and they could be like on 50, 60, 70,000 and be like, wow, like these people on this money, how, how, how are they on this? You know, I knew I was never probably going to be one of those people. Yeah. Um, because I just didn't have that mindset. Um, not the mindset of I didn't want to do it. I just wasn't academic in that way, like like other people were. So it was always like, I'm only going to earn maybe a small amount of money. So I've got to make this small amount of money do the best I can for itself. So when I was 17 and 18 and people were going out and they were going out and buying like all the designer handbags and things like that, I just made the choice. And it was a choice. You know, you can either go and spend £800 in a handbag or save that £800. And I saved mine for my first home. And then when I met my partner, we went and both saved together. Because obviously I was living at home with my parents at the time. So it was easy to save. It's not when you're renting and things. I I never say it is. But it was about not keeping up with people. Like I always say to everybody, there's there's always someone that's doing better than you in life. But there's always someone that's doing worse than you in life. And it's even on Instagram now, you could look at anything and you could be like, oh, my God, I I really want that bag. Or I really want to be like them. Or I really want to be like them. And it's, it's trying... And I know that's hard. I know it is, but it's trying not to worry about what other people are doing and just do you. Do you know what I think? I think that it's the biggest gift that we can give our children is teaching them the value of money. And yeah. I don't know whether I'm 40 this year, Jeb, and I don't know whether it's a generational thing. Like I grew up watching both my parents being an absolute grafters. You know, they both worked their socks off our whole life to provide for us. But there was what there wasn't necessarily was an understanding at a young age that like, You've got to you've got to make it work for you. Like I don't think I had the understanding, or maybe the business head, because I was also dyslexic. That like money comes, you got to hang on to it, but you've got to make money from money. So I've always yeah. been a saver. I've never been a splurger, you know. And my mum always said to me, "Doesn't matter if you're married, single, whatever. You've got to have money in the bank so that if all goes tits up, you can get out and you can be independent financially." So I've always had that, but I always had a fear about you know, splurging out on like a house, for example, because I was a freelancer. So I was always going from like rent to rent, but had 20 grand in the bank, but I wouldn't put that towards a flat. So I was like, well, what if I need it for a rainy day? Because I'm a freelancer. Yeah, I'm like so it's it's really interesting. I What I really want to do for my kids is make them make them understand the business side of money and how to yeah. make money from money. You know, they don't have to have loads of it, but like you can turn that 800 quid, like you said, into 1600 quid or save that or whatever you want to do or invest in stuff that really works. I spoke about this yesterday on my stories. Like I've I really want to get teaching of money into schools. That's my main thing I want to try and yeah. do this year and get a petition and get as many women on it as possible because it doesn't matter who you are, it affects you. Whether it's, even if you haven't got children, it can affect your grandchildren or even if you're young because we teach about sort of cooking certain things in school. And all these skills are, are important, but how are we not teaching children about managing money, bills, if you get into debt, where to go, what yeah. to do, what mortgages, what you should do with your first paycheck? It is absolutely crazy to me that this is not taught in schools and I'm so passionate about getting it in there. You know what? And also, like, there's a real kind of divide, I guess, in 
it's potluck who your parents are because if you're brought up with parents who you know know how to invest they you know buy stocks and shares they you know do they know how to do their taxes fine great you've got that but if you you know you're brought up by parents who necessarily don't know you are a massive disadvantage like huge I mean my mum and dad not you know they've never really just talked about money to be honest like I, yeah. I definitely haven't learned anything from them about money like at all nothing whereas my husband was a bit different like it's like he always sort of had an idea about stuff and I yeah. just I just didn't and I think that if everyone sort of started like on a level playing field yeah you know that had a even just the basic knowledge of yeah, like money and VAT and taxes and all that stuff, yeah. how much better would we all be? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the one thing we've all got in common. We, we yeah. all need a certain amount of money to live, right? Whether people say, people say, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. It does to some degree. Because if you're up at night worrying about your bills, feeding your children, yeah. putting heat in the room, you need a certain amount of money to make you happy. So you've not got that sleepless nights and those endless worries. Do you, I mean, you do need a certain amount of money. But... It's mad to me how it's something we never discuss. We, we discuss almost everything in life, weight, um, who we fancy, what we're doing for a job. But we don't discuss like, it's almost like it's such a shame thing to say, yeah. oh, I'm in debt or I can't afford to do that. Or, you know, I could be going out with Zoe that night for a, a dinner, for example. And she's got, you know, she's got a job on radio. So she's, she might have a good job, a good wage. I could be at home not being able to afford that. But I might feel under pressure to say to Zoe, I can't afford to go there. Can we go there so it's only a tenant? And why should we? You know what I mean? The, the receiving end yeah. of that person would be absolutely fine. She'd be like, yeah, I just want to hang with you. Let's just go and get yeah. a Diet Coke. But unfortunately, we feel that we can't say this to each other. Yeah. And it's, it's so sad. And something has to change with that. It has to change. Well, you're, mm. you're dead right about how it should be into, into schools. I mean, there's subjects now that's only just, you know, being, being made part of the curriculum, for example, menopause. And they are sort of catching up with things. So maybe if we shout loud enough about it, it will happen. Do you know what my husband did um, just before we move on to the questions? My Last year, my husband put this, he, I can't remember which app it was, but it was an app, it was a money-saving app. And one of his things... Um, as a trigger to save money was every time it rained on this app, the app pulled money out of his bank account and put it into this savings account. So every time it rained, he'd set himself, I think it was like 20 quid or something. So that seems quite high. Um, and then but by the end of the year, <laughs> by the end of the year, he had nearly 2000 pounds in this bank account that he hadn't even looked at. And he bought our flights to Kenya with it. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Isn't but that amazing? Every time it rained, rained, the app did it. Where we live, every time it rained, the app pulled money out of his bank account and put it into that app savings account. Wow. See, amazing. if I was doing it, I'd be like, okay, every time <laughs> it snows. <laughs> You live in England, you just put every time it's sunny, you'll be fine. I'll put in £1.50. <laughs> it's a good way. It's a good way of doing it. Things like that, that you don't so necessarily notice it. Good. Yeah, no, yeah. that is really good. All right, let's crack on. George? We have actually got so many questions. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? This is a good one, actually. And this is kind of, you know, following on from what you were saying, Gemma. This is from Emily. How to not get sucked into expensive play dates? I find this one really easy myself, but maybe that's because of the type of person I am. But I've always been like, when I was off on maternity leave um, with Brody, for example, he's nine now. Um, I obviously was the same as everyone else. You're on that that low income and you're thinking, oh gosh, I just literally sort of did things like there was um, seven of us, you know, like you get the baby group, so seven of us. So I said quite openly, why don't we all go to each other's houses once a week and then you host that one week. So you just literally have a jar of coffee on the side. 
you buy some cakes and as I say, you can go to any of the cheap supermarkets and buy like a nice cake for a couple of pounds and then everybody come around. And then for the rest of the six weeks, you've got six more weeks of entertainment for free. So that's a really, really good idea to sort oh, of, if there's that. a group of you, you rotate to each home and do something like that or say about meeting in the park and then take flasks of coffee with you, drinks with you, um, especially if you've got older children. They're like, oh, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Can I have that? And that mounts up. No, you can't. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the brand or it's... It, I've, I've bought a packed lunch with you. You know, there's ways of doing things and just having those open and honest conversations because you're probably, that is the time when you're all going to be in the same boat. So everyone's probably going to be like, oh, thank God someone come up with that thank idea. God they're going to they're yeah. love that, you know, rather than going to these expensive coffee houses every time because it's, it, mm. it really does add up. Yeah. Love that. Okay, um, I'll keep this one anonymous. How to not feel guilty spending husband's money when on maternity leave without pay? Well, I always say, whoever you are, whatever um, couple you're in, partnership you're in, um, my view on it is, is Adam Adam doesn't work, he's a stay-at-home dad, he looks after the children. It's, it's, it's a joint income, you're a family, you're working as a unit, you know, and it's about having open and honest conversations, like when we're buying food, things like that, we, we don't discuss that because it's bringing it into the home. But if there was a purchase I wanted to buy, even though I'm the one that earns the money, if you like, I would still say to Adam, well, I really like this dress, um, I'm going to get this. And it's about, again, communicating with each other and not, not hiding things from each other, you know. Any, anything that you need to be open and honest about in a relationship. So why not be with money? Now, if there is a dress you really want and it's £100, say to your husband, say, look, can I afford to get this? I'd really, really fancy it. Do you mind? And then have, because he might be absolutely fine that month for money and be like, yeah, treat yourself. Like, why not? You know, you've had that baby. It's his baby as well, you know? Um, So it's working together. It's not your money and their money. That's the way I look at it. I also think as well, you know, if one person's on maternity leave, they're actually covering the childcare and childcare is really expensive. And I I always think that so you know if you're sitting there you know on maternity leave feeling like you're not contributing to the family you are you you're are you know so much like all the cleaning of the house the cooking the picking the kids up that's what adam does every day like if i had to pay for a cleaner if i had to pay for childcare, that would amount up to thousands a month for two children after school clubs etc etc so sometimes it's it, what you're in your way and it up it's not even worth them going back to work unless you're on like a huge salary in the city or something I mean, and also, like you said, Gemma, it's about communication. If you can sit your partner down and say to them, look, I'm feeling really insecure and shit about this. Can we have an open and honest conversation? I need to just get it on the table. Money is such a weird one, like you said. It's the one that really triggers so much inside of people, and yet the conversation doesn't happen around it. Actually, that and sex, weirdly, we find that people don't want to talk about sex to their partners. They're happy to talk about it to everybody else. Yeah, to their mates. Yeah, that's so true. There's another one. Newly single mum how to save and make ends meet x only giving a third of the costs okay so a good way to do that is to do things like if you want to like replace toys and things like that there's a lot of things that do like nearly new sales like there's the nct companies that do like nearly new sales i did a lot of that when i had Brody and bronte also if you're struggling even if it's the things around the home and you need bedding and things like that if you go onto like the facebook market page a lot of people will give those things away for free um they just want to get rid of it like i've, I've known people that have said oh my god i've done that i put a message out saying i'm desperate for a bed i'm desperate for a cot people have said come and pick it up because there's lots of people out there that are really comfortable and actually genuinely love it they want to help they want to give back to people that are not as fortunate maybe as themselves in that way so that's a really good idea also selling old things to replace new I always always did that when my kids were little so I used to literally um, I mean I like selling on eBay but there's anywhere you can sell you know that doesn't mean it's, it's the place it's wherever you feel comfortable I used to sell everything old that I had to replace the new and obviously it's difficult sort of 
working if you've got a child at home but if you can sort of work um shift work or something like that if your partner has got them look for sort of evenings or weekends like supermarkets there's like driving a lot of driving jobs and things you can do like delivery drivers I always see that I had a delivery um company come around the other day and it was a lady she was doing the Hermes parcels you know around her children so that's ways of earning extra money but obviously that can be hard if you've not got anyone to support your children. But if you do, you have a mum or something, it's a way you can earn a bit of extra income. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Love that. Love um, here's a question from Sarah. Is a pension or just having savings that you can access better um, if you're self-employed? That is really something that you would have to decide on. I personally think obviously having a pension is a great idea because obviously there's a lot of tax relief um, with a pension. Um, so it's a great idea. And it's also something that you're putting away for the future. But obviously with a pension, you can't get it back. So make sure you've always got a bit of savings if you're self-employed first that you can pull back on. It's a bit like paying into a mortgage. You can't get that money back out. So always, I would say have a float if you're self-employed, because obviously there's months where you earn that, but there's months where you earn nothing. So I'd say always have a flow. And then if you can, each month set up a private pension and start paying into it, because then you've got, it's always good to have a split portfolio if you can, and you're in that situation, you know, where you can have a little bit of savings, you can have a big pot of savings, you can have property, you can have stocks and shares, you can have, it's great to have a split portfolio. You know, you want your, you want your money in lots of places, if possible. Got my mind's going like this. Oh God, I've got to do that. I need to get my pension. I haven't got a pension. I feel really, it's like Have getting... No, again, like a self-employed person for the last 20 years. Yeah, it's difficult. Like, you know, I do a job, I get it in the bank and I'm like, oh yes, I'm okay for the next couple of months. And then I'm like, oh gosh, what would it, you know, it's, uh, I need to be it's more hard. of an adult. Even if you paid in a small amount, you know, or you've got like property. And, well, you could pay in anything, whatever your situation is, you could pay in a hundred so, pounds a month. So we do a made by mama's okay. pension, all right? Okay, fine, okay, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> um, there's lots of questions on pocket money. So, you know, when and how much for chores or for the love and extra if chores are done for the love how how, you know how much should we be giving I think it's quite difficult isn't it because you talk to other mums and everyone will have such different views on it because what what is your view on pocket money my view on pocket money is when they've got slightly an understanding I mean like Bronte is two ninety three so at the moment there's no understanding everything's a disaster you put something in the wrong colour cup and she has a freaking meltdown do you know what I mean because it ain't pink it's (laughs) blue um so obviously there's no point at that age but Brody's nine so I'm thinking around about the age 10 I haven't done it yet but he's starting to be very interested in money starting to work out things he'll say things to me like can I have that and I've always said no you can't it's too expensive even if it's two quid because I want him to learn the value can I afford that two pound yes that's not the point I want him to think oh okay I can't have everything I want. So I will probably, for myself, maybe around the age of 10, introduce it. He's got one of the Go Henry cards, so he puts a bit of money on that. They've both had a savings account since they were born anyway. Um, And Brody does look into that, and I've started showing him things on that. Um, And we we give money when we go on on holiday. We haven't been. But usually I give Brody some money when we go on holiday, so he's got certain things he can buy. And it's understanding, or we might walk down the shops now, and I might give him, like, £2, and... He'll go into certain shops. Funnily enough, he went into Poundland and he went, well, but this toy is £2. And I've, so if I spend that, I can literally only get one toy. And I was like, and he was like, but I thought everything was a pound. And I said, some things are more expensive. So it was actually really good. He was like, oh, well, hold on then. I might wait, you know. So I'm definitely going to introduce that next year. But again, it's something that you need to feel comfortable. And it's child by child. Some children are more advanced than others, you know. There might be a child that's really advanced at six that you want to give pocket money to. But some right. 
Brody's quite high in certain areas, so it's better to wait with Brody. Whereas Bronte will probably have it younger. You can just tell she's like she's eighteen and she's two. You know, it's quite <laughs> difficult when you've got an older child and then two younger ones or a younger one because then the younger one looks at the older one and is like, well, how come they've got money to spend on toys and we we don't? Like that's what I'm going through at the moment because I know that Isla gets pocket money for doing chores when she's at her mum's house, whereas here. Um, obviously Luna and Kit want to help with the chores, but then do I give them pocket money because Kit's three? I don't, I don't really know how to work. That's something else that we need to talk about yeah. off camera. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, Would you just I'm give them a fiver like... a week for being legends? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Axel's got a wallet. Yes! I, I basically use when I haven't got any, I've got no money in the house. I'm like, oh yes, Axel's got Axel's wallet. wallet. Yeah. Hasn't he and got like a driving a... license in there or something? No, no he's got? got a taxi card. Oh yeah, there. that's it. He's five. Someone at school gave it to him. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what he's planning, but yeah. So I, I don't know. I find it really difficult. Some people say they give two pounds a week. Some people say they give 10 pounds and I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I think I just, for you again, it's, it's, about not, it's, it's about, again, not worrying about everybody else. Cause as you say, this is, it's so personal. It's like a child's yeah. name in a way. Do you get what I mean? Like you have to, you have to do what you think's right for that um and as I say like me I wouldn't probably give to a three-year-old no I wouldn't but that's that doesn't mean I'm wrong or right Mm. it's just my opinion and we're all going to have a difference of opinions on that and I think do what you feel as long as you're educating your children around money and it does run out um and giving them some kind of base then I think that's a fantastic thing to do whatever age you want to do it at agreed Uh, following on from children's pocket money to children's futures the best savings and investment accounts for kids futures okay so with this one it depends what your attitude to risk is um so for myself um I've got vanguard for my children um but that does go up and down it follows the stock market so the returns can be absolutely huge and actually we've done really well the last couple of years but of course it could drop and we could lose everything so it really really does depend on your you know how, how you want to risk it usually mm-hmm. if it's a long-term investment like we don't we want to keep our kids money in there till they're about 21 to be honest I want to keep it in there till they're probably 36 see how responsible they are but um <laughs> if it is that you want to like keep it in there for a long period of time you're probably going to be all right with a stocks and shares ice or something like that or a, an investment plan like that because you've got the time if you do lose you've got yeah you've got plenty of time for it to grow so I would look into that but again you need to speak to a proper qualified financial advisor I'm okay. not one of those um but also also, you know, um, like the Halifax, um, they've always been quite a good um, account to sort of go for kids' accounts. HSBC um, and Santander have got some good rates at the moment. That's good ones that you can go and look at, and they're sort of instant access, or you can put them in there and your kids can get to them. So my children have got a Halifax account and up to sort of £5,000, I think it pays 2% on. Um, so they've got that, and that's all they've got in there is the max five. But that's if they ever needed anything, it's there, it's instant access. And although Vanguard is, it's pulling it in and out and you lose certain money on it. So, yeah. I've, I've, again, I've split it, but that's what I do with everything. So it's split. It's, split it. it's not like one yeah. size fits all. Yeah. I guess if you've got a 15-year-old who might want a car in a couple of years, it's probably not great to go look at an ISA because it might drop and then they're not going to have the money when they come to, have, you know, yeah. come to need it. We'll be right back after this short break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? This is what we were talking about earlier. And actually, a lot of people don't know, you know, have, have this question. How to manage join and own account in marriage? Should we have both? This is interesting because mm. this is my situation, actually. This is really interesting. Uh, we have got a joint account, as in Adam's on my account, but does Adam ever use it? No. The only reason I've got him on it is a money tip, actually, because we do our, I have a, I pay the ultimate reward account where I pay a certain amount each month, a few pounds a month, and I get my mobile phone cover, my travel cover, um, breakdown cover, everything covered. But you, if Adam's on it as well, he also gets everything as well. So he's travel for the years covered and everything like that. So that's the reason he's on my account. To save Are you writing money. that down, Georgia? Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, because you, then you only need to pay out one account fee. Because I know loads of people pay out two account fees, whereas we just got the one that we pay for. So both of our travel is covered for the year, like in travel insurance, sorry not actual travel so you're like getting the benef- benefits from the accounts by having them join yeah so we, we use it for benefits but I'm and, and if, sometimes my granddad might write us like a joint check you know at old school so we, we sort of always thought it was a good idea to have one but I've got my own account and Adam's got his own account and we're very much independent but then I'm very independent obviously with money Adam's always been very very independent with money but again there's nothing wrong with having both a lot of people I know also do this they have their own account the husband or the wife has their own account and then they have an account in the middle where they both pay a lump sum into that pays all the bills and everything. So it that's what we both do. Pay a thousand pounds a month into that pays all the bills. So it's fair. Then you've both got your pot of money to buy birthday presents with for your other half, you know, so that's a very good way of doing it as well. So you've got that joint account for things. If you want to do things, you think, well, I want it to be more fair or I want, I think we should both put in this. If your partner doesn't want to do a joint account on their account, then that's a way of getting around it and saying, okay, can we do this together? Can we open a third account? And it's ours. Yeah. 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 That's good. I I mean, look, I mean, it's so, it's such a minefield and every person's setup is so different. But I think if you are in a situation where you can have your own accounts, but then you have a joint account, like you say, to cover the bills, to cover the childcare costs, to cover your car, your gym, whatever it is then that's quite a nice way of doing it because then you know that is is all shared. Like, you know, there are certain things, for example, Christmas time where I take the financial responsibility and I'll do all the Christmas presents, you know, sort all of that side of it out. And then obviously they all tip up on Christmas Day and Dos is like, oh, wow, look at all these lovely presents. And I'm like, yeah, but who did? But then he'll- I he'll, get one, Zoe. <laughs> these are for the kids, mate. I didn't get, yeah, these are for the kids. Um, but you know what I mean? So like, I think, I think there are certain things that slip through the net, but I think if you have a joint account, then all of that, sort of stuff is very shared which is which sits quite well with me so we've always just had joint accounts so like you don't have your own account no everything's always been joint so like I think when I moved in with James so when I moved in with James I didn't have a job because I'd moved to be with him so I'd you know left my job to be with him and I was going to get another job so it had to be joint because otherwise I wouldn't have had anything you know I wouldn't have had anything I was 21 or whatever and then we just continued from there like just having everything joint so there is no I guess if one of us is doing better at one time it doesn't make any difference 
Do you know what I mean? We're, it's always going to be level. Right? Like, yeah, nice. I guess it's just wrong. Yeah, it's kind of always how we've been. But there have been some bumps in the road where it's been quite unfair. You know, like I'll happily go off and spend lots of money on clothes, and then he's like, "Hang on, hang on a minute." like what <laughs> so you know it's not all plain sailing it's, but you've you know. got you, you know we've got our separate made by mama's account now so you yes. say you don't have your own account but you actually do now and i don't I do. that james is not that's, on that one that's is he? my runaway fund don't <laughs> tell him that <laughs> <laughs> so you want to watch her if you've I got to join a cat with her. I was going to say, mate, you better, we better get one together. I'm not getting one with her. <laughs> Your runaway account. Lol. Yes. From you, from James. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, okay, this one, this one's quite serious. Um, and I think probably a lot of people are, are, are going through this or have gone through it. How to get out of credit card debt. Transfer to 0% but just can't pay them off on our wages with no pay rises for years and it's like Groundhog Day. I want to go on holiday, etc. but we just can't get out of debt. Okay, so if you're in if you're in a debt where you've tried everything and you're on, I mean, going on 0% is obviously the first thing I'd advise to keep that debt as low as possible for this so there's no interest. It's not, it's not occurring, it's not occurring. But you need to probably go and speak to somebody um, and see if you can work out a debt management plan. Um somebody that can sit down and help you, you know, go to Citizens Advice, get the list of registered debt management plans from them. They have them all on there. Um, get somebody to put you in the right direction that's somebody that's backed by the government. Um, it's completely free. They'll put you in a plan um, and help you get out of it if you're in such a situation where you don't feel there's any light at the end of the tunnel and you yeah. cut back absolutely everything. There's no holiday. Because there's no magic wand. I can't unfortunately go oh do this and then magically you're out of debt try not to overthink about it or or worry about it too much once you've spoken to someone and they put you on a plan it's going to make things a lot easier knowing that there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah you know where you are yeah Yeah. Yeah. and if you've got credit cards and obviously the interest height move that if you can anything to naught percent and even if it's only an extra pound you can pay off of it a week also that's a really good point because they might be thinking we never can get out of this we can never ever pay it off but you might be able to afford an extra five ten pounds a month well that will eventually pay it off you're eating into it so any amount shipping away helps. This is from Meg. How to do self-care on a budget. Love a pamper, but just can't afford it right now. I think we hear so much, don't we, about, you know, taking time for ourselves, doing something for, you know, doing something for you to make you feel better. But it, it costs money. It does cost money. I mean, for me, um, I've always done things like, now I have, and I've, I go to the now salon and I treat myself because my finances have got better. But for sort of as long as I can remember, I bought a nail kit, um, a gel nail kit, and did it from home. So I paid out that one time, but then it didn't cost me any. It was costing me sort of twenty pounds every two weeks to go and get the infills and the gels on them. Um, so I did it from home. I bought the kit. I think it was about thirty pounds. So it was that one initial outlay. So every two weeks, I did my own nails. It was a bit of time for me. Buy things like face masks and buy like the 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 own products. So like the the big brands, you can get the own products in there. There's even the, the cheap stores now that do them, where you can have like a face mask. You can do your own nails. You know put some fake tan on, you can get fake tan and things like that in Poundland and things like that. So it hasn't got to be the nth degree, the most expensive thing, like 
do your own eyebrows, relax, run a bath, read a book. Yeah, I was just about to say that. That's my top tip, actually, is to go, you know, like you said, Jem, you don't have to spend a fortune. You can go to one of the sort of cheaper high street kind of beauty beauty shops. Get yourself some bubble bath. Doesn't have to be fortunes. Get the kids to bed. Get the candles on. Any old candles will do. Even those ones that you shove in those weird candle holders that you have at Christmas. Put them in your bathroom and just turn the lights down and have some really nice music. Get a bubble bath on and put one of those, you know, sheet masks on that you can get for a quid. Just do that it it, it really like two, does two, reset three pounds you. worth exactly of things exactly. to do you know people say that all the time like oh I want my eyebrows done like I'm like I'll do my own or do your own nails you know all these beauty things do your own like if you love eyelashes you can get like packs of them um on the auction sites like where you can buy like five eyelashes for five pounds and then you, you can reuse them and things like that instead of having the individual ones so yeah. you feel more glamorous like today I thought I'm getting up this morning and I'm going out I'm seeing you guys I want to feel a bit made up so I just put a strip on you know what I mean and it yeah. makes you feel good about yourself doesn't it and Certain you know things- what there's so many YouTube tutorials now. Like you can like be your own beauty therapist because you can learn how to do anything online. Um, so yeah, yeah just be careful like, with the waxing. Like a... Just be really, really careful yeah. with the waxing. All right, I've attempted to wax my foof once and it went really, really wrong, and it was so <laughs> painful. I thought I'd whip my clitoris off. <gasps> no, well that's true. Oh. <laughs> Definitely don't do that then. Not no, advisable. no, stay away from that. that. Go to V. Luckily, That's I didn't though. Safer. Yeah, luckily it's still intact. Right. The best place to look for deals on days out, examples like Peppa Pig World, Sea Life Centres, because they can be so expensive. Yeah, so a really good tip there is always look um, when you're going to see, you know, like on the cereal boxes and things like that, um, and the vouchers in the newspapers and things like that. So I, I always try and show them whenever I see them, if I go into a supermarket and I think like there was a variety pack at Christmas and they were doing like buy one, get one free, you know, like on the, you just cut it out. So you bought like a variety pack for a pound, but then you were saving like a whole adult ticket on all the expensive things. So always look for vouchers like that and go in those times. And they're usually pretty flexible as well they're really really good deals also if you google so i live in essex for example three days out in essex so three days out wherever you are it gives you a lot of the time a list of things to do with your kids for free um so we we've actually gone through loads of them and found loads of amazing places that we can go with the children it's been absolutely fantastic um so yeah that's a really really good tip is to like literally be as bold as that just put it into google three days out whatever area you want to go to um get in the car take a packed lunch with you and just go brilliant yeah. yeah such great such a great tip um this isn't a question but this is just a lovely statement no questions but great that you're talking about women and money such an important topic we agree completely oh, yeah, um, exactly. and, uh, from kimberly food shopping on a budget for a different um for different family members uh, yeah how's the best way to do it basically okay the, the, the best way to start is write a list go around your cupboards the food waste is absolutely horrific at the moment um you know people i go around my friends and i'm like i see them chucking things out i don't think i've ever i think i chucked out one carrot once and it nearly gave me a heart palpitation that i was wasting it because it had gone so moldy um yeah i never ever 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 waste food ever and i never do even now if i'm in a better financial situation i never would because it's 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 like i might as well just throw money in the bin that's the way i look at it it's just yeah. I'm just so passionate about it. You've got apps like Too Good To Go where they literally supermarkets give away uh, free food. So if you download that and have a look at that, you can actually get food for free. Um, buy things like um, 
uh, vegetables that you know like you get like the odd boxes and wonky yeah, veg wonky and things, veg, like that. Yeah. things like that for cheaper also make sure you write a list because you might have tins of tomatoes in your fridge <laughs> you will tins of tomatoes <laughs> pasta um but you might just need the meat for a bolognese buy that and then pack that out I always do things like that with veg so like carrots and things like that are really cheap so blend those up so then you're using half meat half carrots it's good for your kids but then you're doubling up on the um the food load so if you make a bolognese and you like put a pack carrots in the pack of meat you know so all the time so skin um it would like make like six dinners for example or probably like eight dinners and then oh, the, i'd buy like pasta like spaghetti the value one it was like 25p for a pack wow. of it and then i'd freeze that up and then i could do like sort of six seven dinners for like a couple of quid um and I used to do that all the time. So that's a really, really good tip. Also, when you're going around the supermarkets, don't just walk in and think, oh my God, these are the best deals because you know they put them at the end of the aisles, don't they, yeah. to trick you? Don't do that. Walk in and actually look. It might take a bit of time, but allow a bit of extra time because you'll save yourself so much money. If I said to you, you're going to save 50 quid on your food shop, that might take you five hours to earn 50 quid. So if it's going to take you an extra hour in the supermarket, yeah, you're actually making, getting yourself four hours back of money that you've lost. So think mm. of it like that as well. Per hour, what what you earn per hour is so important. It gets you in the mindset. When you go down the supermarket, have a look. So it might say like ketchup at how many litres? So it might say 8p per 100 mil. Yeah. The next one says 20p per 100 mil. So it might look cheaper, but then you know, right, that one's the cheapest because it says 8p. So I'll do that all the time before I pick certain things up. And then like the sheets of toilet roll, it might say 20 sheets to the role and then this one says four so you know that isn't the deal that's the deal so really good they're really good ideas as well that I do oh, all the time. I love that. yeah and when you on when you online shop actually that's really clear I noticed that recently like it's really clear that hun- like six p's for that like, every hundred mil or whatever whereas when obviously in the supermarkets you've got to take the time look a bit a bit more I guess but yeah on the when you do an online shop it's all just there like right there with everything and make sure you get all the um you know like things like Tesco's the club cards and things like that because mm. So many people I harp on about and still don't have them. These cards are free. Whatever shop you shop in, like all, yeah, don't uh, you one. don't have one. I no. mean, you're literally throwing money away. I can't get my head around it. You're giving me anxiety, but I'm already <laughs> feeling anxious. I go to the supermarket, they go, have you got a club card? And I go, yeah, like, no. no. And Did they you go, know oh. everything in Tesco's, for example, is always cheaper with a club card. It'll say club card price, normal price. So it'll be like oh, seven pounds or okay. six pounds. So you're saving like pounds a lot of time per item. Plus you then get points and vouchers back. And that can give you like another 100 to 200 quid at the end of the year to put towards your food shop or other things you can use them for. Okay, we're off to go and start. Sign up for a, for a club card. Can you fill out my form for me, George? Because they give me every time I go, I must have like twenty five forms. Zoe has form fear. To be fair, don't I do. You, Zoe? Like, I do. Any it's form a thing. Comes, you're like, no, no, don't want it. No, not interested. Oh my no, go fill out a form. No, thank you. Form fear is a is a condition. Lots of people listening will have that form fear. I've spent form my entire fear. life giving it to either Georgia, my sister, <laughs> or anyone else that will help me for money. I hate filling out forms. Actually, I I give it to Adam. So. <laughs> I'm with you on that. But if it's going to save me a few quid, I'll fill it out. All right, all right, okay. One more, George? Yeah, let's finish up on this. Any tips on how to stop overspending? Yes. So if you are an overspender, stop and think about it. There's a couple of things you can do. The first is ask yourself, do you need it or do you want it? Okay? If you want it and you don't need it, if you want it, say you really want that designer handbag and it's a £1,000, for example, okay? There's lots of bags out there that are more than that. And you really, really want it. 
Ask yourself a question. Have you got three to four times that handbag in your bank account? If you've only got a thousand pounds in your bank account, you can't afford that thousand pound handbag. Technically you can, but you can't because then you, you're completely wiped out. You've got no backup. You've got nothing you can afford to buy. You can't buy your food. If you've got four thousand pounds in your bank account, yes, you can afford to buy it. Then ask yourself the question, Will I, do I, will I be really, really upset? Is this something I can't live without? Is this something I've always wanted? If the answer is yes, go ahead and buy it. Treat yourself. You can afford it. You really, really want it. But I'll stop and think about things before you buy them. Don't just pick things up willy-nilly. Use things up as well. Overspenders, they're the worst. You'll go in there and they'll go out and they'll buy, say, hairspray. They've got two cans that they've got that much left in at home. Use up all your old beauty products. Use everything up in your house. Your toothpaste, squeeze them out. Get the life out of everything, your foundations, everything. Stop buying this, this we've got this culture where, where you've got two black eyeliners because you haven't sorted your drawer out at the bottom of them, but you go and buy another black eyeliner. I've got a friend like that. She's always in the shops. I'm like, you don't need another nude lipstick. I saw you had about 14 in your handbag. Oh, no, I don't. I'm like, yes, you do. Get a little brush and get the rest of it out. Like, that's how I've always lived. Like, use everything up first. And Georgia looks absolutely horrified. If you could see Georgia's face right now, she's like that. <laughs> I bet I could save you millions, Georgia. This is me. Do you know what? And you live you live close to me. Maybe I need to have like a one-to-one yeah, really with you we need every coffee. week. Yeah, no. <laughs> you live near me. Not fair. You guys are going to be going around. We'll be out we with will. our club cards and our point systems getting yeah. our freebies. We're on our two-for-one cocktail. The thing is, Jen, oh, is yeah. you'll be calling me from aisle number nine going, I've just snuck in some of those really expensive <laughs> canned tomatoes, okay? Yeah. I'm panicking, but I'm panicking. I'm heading back in again now <laughs> Gemma you're an absolute star I've loved this one of been one of my favorite podcasts I think we've yeah. ever recorded I feel like I've taken away so many great tips as well oh so thank you well I love you both too you're really nice girls and well done everything you've achieved as well it's bloody amazing Got thank you other women get yourself around to Georgia's house immediately all right Gemma oh, I will do yeah, yeah. don't worry save me <laughs> all right take care lovely thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye. bye what a legend Gemma Bird is oh do you know what though I really need to get my life in check I, I feel see exactly the same oh gosh where she said you know it, you know when you think about how much money comes into your account and then how it just disappears I feel like with Gemma it probably doesn't disappear in the same way that it does in my account I had the feeling of when my dad used to sit me down and be like right now have you got this sorted and have you done this and in your head you're going yeah 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 but in reality it's no 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 that's how I felt I felt like I was talking to a really mature sorted person um, and uh, to a couple of absolute doofuses do you know what we actually need people like Gemma in the world we don't do we? yeah we, we do we really do because it's, it is actually so important and I've always I always used to just think oh I'm just not a money person <laughs> I'm just not one of those people, you know? I'm just really bad, and that's just the way it is. And James is good, and so we balance each other out. Yeah. That's, but actually, I, I, I need to kick up the arse, and I can't keep burying my head in, in the sand, actually. And um, I, I, I need to get better. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I tell you what, you do it for both of us. Right, And okay. then it will be sorted, all right? Because <laughs> I've got form fear was the best thing to come out of that. Now it's got an official form name. Fear. Form it fear, has. Actually, and if you haven't got form fear, yeah. or if you have, then face face it head on and vote for us, please. It's, yes. it's a short, it's a, it's a multiple choice form, actually. Um, we have been nominated <laughs> for a Glow Mama Award for the best podcast. Um, and we would really appreciate 
if you could vote. We are begging. We really, really, really want to win. We do. We do want to win. Um, we love doing this podcast. We've been doing it for nearly four years now. And um, as you know, if you've been on this journey with us since the beginning, you know, it's not about the awards and it's not about the, you know, how well you've been doing. But at the same time, it's nice to get a little bit of recognition. Yeah. And we love how much you guys support us. Um, this this won't give you form fear because it literally takes about two and a half minutes to do. Um, all you do is go to www.glow mamaawards.com and then you just go down to best podcast you click on our name and then you go submit and then it's done um, entries close this Sunday on the 16th of January so please 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 if you have a second that would be amazing yeah, uh, now let's move that. on to products let's do it um, should I kick us off yeah you um, kick us off so I actually spoke about this on Instagram recently but for Christmas my mum bought me some Trini London products um, anyone remembers Trini and Susanna Trini has gone away and started it's like a skincare makeup kind of brand a lot of her products are hybrid products um and there's one which i absolutely love and it's called bff de-stress and it's a serum with a little bit of like a tint in it so it's not okay. um, it's not really makeup i i wear it day to day with just like just on its own and then i put like a little bit of um concealer like around my nose and on my chin and stuff um but it's so good and my skin was so dry and like it was it was really suffering actually I don't know if that's to do mm. with stopping taking the collagen I have started that again but it does just feel so um, so much more nourished that's the only yeah, way I can describe hydrated. it and it looks, yeah. it looks more nourished um, yeah. so yeah I, I'd really recommend for like those kind of no makeup days she's also got loads of other stuff um, in the range lots of it comes in pots that you can put on with your fingers so again time Love saving um, yeah. yeah check it out and also, let's get Trini on the podcast. I think she'd yes, be hilarious. We would love Trini on the podcast. So yeah, we're actually going makeup to skincare. Uh, I'm going to talk about Paula's Choice today, which is a skincare brand that I've loved for a really long time. I feel like they need to be more known than they actually are. Um, and I've been using their BHA exfoliant, which is incredible at kind mm. of... Someone, someone sent me a message the other day saying pores are not doors you can't open and close them because I was like oh they're really good at closing pores <laughs> so they don't do that um, but they, they sort of shrink your pores and make them look less visible and they also give you like a really amazing complexion really smooth really hydrated and I've just started using well when I was away I was using their SPF 50 moisturiser and mm -hmm. then I've been using their night moisturiser as well which is an anti-aging um, anti-aging cream and yeah just just like people have been saying that my skin looks kind of healthy it does it looks really it does look lovely and do you but know yeah, what I feel like it's in good shape at the moment I yeah. haven't tried Paula's Choice so I think I might go on and have a little look and see what I can find well they've got a big sale going on at Cult Beauty at the moment you can get up to 50% off so definitely definitely check them out okay I w definitely will um <laughs> did you know what it's another makeup product um <laughs> do you know what it is I ran I ran down so much of my makeup before Christmas and then now I'm like restocking it all again um so i was actually sent this brow pencil from a scottish brand it's a really small brand called niche brow company to try um and i've tried it over the last few weeks they also do um you know like a sort of a brow serum as well but it's too early to say whether i think that works or not but i love the brow pencil um i've got it in a soft brown and it's just i don't have i've got quite fluffy brows but they're not mm. very dark so mm. if i don't 
do a tiny bit of pencil, I literally look I ha- like I have no eyebrows. In fact, Gigi often points to me in the morning if I haven't penciled in my brows and goes, oh, <laughs> mummy, you don't know brows. You don't know no eyebrows. I've got six already. I, I love I her. Got, she goes, I've got eyebrows. I've got eyebrows. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it saves me from being trolled by my two-year-old. Um, but it is, it's cruelty-free and they're ve- it's like they're cruelty-free and vegan products. Um and just a small brand and I like supporting like these small makeup yeah. brands because yeah. the beauty industry is such a huge one so to bring out a product um, if you're you know an independent it, it's a big thing to do so have a little look love that um, and I am going to finish up with um, another small brand actually they're called Novo London um, N-O-V-O and we always bang on about like having a capsule wardrobe collection so like yeah. you just need a few key pieces that you spend a little bit more money on like an amazing blazer or a great like piece of cashmere or something like that this is what this brand does they do like timeless essentials for your wardrobe you can start building your capsule wardrobe and um, um i've literally just bought an amazing cashmere like roll neck so it looks like oh my like the god I'm looking yeah. at their Instagram How? page now I know. this Beautiful. is exactly what I need yeah do you know what they haven't got that many pieces in the collection no. but the pieces that they have got are beautifully designed the quality is amazing you know you are going to spend a little bit more money so it's like 150 pounds for a jumper but that jumper will last you this season next season you know what I mean so yeah, it's, it's, it's all you, timeless isn't it's it? all time yeah exactly so yeah I want to give them a little shout out lovely um, but thank you so much for listening today. Um, we're, we're trying to start the new year on a high and also we're brainstorming for topic ideas on a Friday. We've loved yep. this money chat. Um, so yeah. if there's anything you think that we haven't covered or you'd like to see us cover, then please do just drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers. Yeah. And also, um, please, please, if you have time after you voted for us at GlowMummerAwards.com, um, if you can rate, review, subscribe <laughs> and follow the podcast. So we're asking a lot of you today, but that's just the kind of people we are. That would be amazing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production. And today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,